Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, welcome to Abbreviated Steelers Show. Hey, we're going into the draft, lots of draft stuff, but I'll be honest, Joe, Paul, and I, we haven't been traveling around the country going to pro days, and, you know, we know who the Steelers want. We really haven't broken down all the college prospects. So we're doing some short shows going into the draft, and after draft, it will, they'll be longer. Obviously, the week after draft, will break down everything. But I've got Paul and I've got Joe. How are you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. Doing all right today. Uh, excited to talk about some Steelers, even though yeah. there's not a whole lot to talk about today. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a short show. Um, let's do it like this. Uh, there's four notes, and maybe we can uh, – and I, I guess the interesting things about these is how they affect the draft. In and of itself, nothing is super exciting, but – or maybe we could take them one at a time and see how they impact the draft. It's all different positions. So um, this week, I uh, came out this morning, uh, Big Al of Villanueva um, is going to be visiting with the Ravens this week. It's a visit. Doesn't mean anything. But, you know, the Steelers haven't done anything yet. Uh, we talked about a report a week or two ago where they said, hey, don't put your house on the market yet. And I think our guess and what probably would happen would be, you know, maybe the Steelers will wait until after the draft to see what tackle they get. Can they start him? Where they feel they're at? And obviously, you know, Villanueva could do what he wants. He doesn't have to win the Steelers. The Ravens just talked that they're going to trade Orlando Brown. Uh, he's requested a trade. And the other tackle, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but he's supposedly injured. So the Ravens could have a whole tackle. They brought Villanueva in. Um, should that impact anything, Joe? Or is that? Uh, impact anything for the Steelers? I don't well, think so. Not right, at this right, phase. Right. Like you said, it's just it's a visit, you know, right. and and that's fine. And and several Steelers have visited the Ravens and turned around and driven right back west and uh, said, yeah, no thanks, and have come back. And several of them on on deals that are financially more viable for the Steelers. Uh, I think it's a it's a tough year to be out there with a with the salary cap you know, brought it rained in a little bit and that's true across the board for everybody. So there's a number of guys who I think just aren't, are, are hoping for bigger deals uh, elsewhere and aren't finding them and find their way back to Pittsburgh. Uh, that's just happening a lot this off season. So I, I, I'm feeling strongly that I think we'll see him back with the Steelers next year. But like you say, it's going to be an after the draft kind of, um, once we've solved all of the other problems, then we'll see where we're at. All right. Very good. Um, 
And Paul, I'm getting a question from a guest that's coming up later. Uh, so if you guys cut me out real quick here. Um, I was also curious about the Villanueva thing. I don't, I think Villanueva's play has regressed. I think they're okay with or without him. But they don't really have veterans. And, you know, they might need to draft a center and a tackle really early. Um, may, the Sears may have already done this. But do you think maybe... The Steelers could just say, "Hey, here's a minimum contract. Can you take it?" Uh, you think they've had that talk? I'm sure they have. Um, I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I think he's one of those guys who's dependent more on his reputation than his current output. Uh, so, I if he goes, it's it's not a huge loss. Obviously, to have an established veteran is better than uh, starting a rookie. Um, but yeah, I think he's maybe hoping for some more money. Probably won't find it with Baltimore. A uh, good chance he ends up coming back here. I'm sure we've put something on the table for him. Um, that would make life a little easier, at least for now. Um, you know, a, a B minus tackle is still better than rolling the dice on a rookie. So I'm sure there's something out there and I'm sure he wants to see if Baltimore can top it. It's always helpful to have somebody who's got uh, a little bit of experience with our system and uh, coaches who understand who he is and how best to use him uh, could always be a valuable asset for the Steelers. So I hope he comes back. Um, But like you said, it's we've, we've had bigger losses uh, due to the, the, uh, the tightened budget this year than we will with Villanueva. Very good. And kind of surprising news, um, you know, Vince Williams, um, the Steelers didn't um, resign him. The money was a little bit too high. They had to kind of get under the cap. So they released Vince Williams. Some talk they might come back, and, man, he came back, and he's coming back on minimum contract. What do you guys want you guys to talk back and forth on? Is that good he's coming back? And the other question I have is, you know, we're assuming Devin Bush is going to be back and healthy at the start of the year. Who would you start beside Bush now? Would you start Spillane or Williams? And then on top of that, should the Steelers look for an inside linebacker at all in the draft? Joe, you want to start? I think much in the same much in the same way, having a guy back who understands the system and who the coaches know how to use is super valuable. Um, I think he's probably a better option than Spillane opposite Bush. I think Williams would come in as the starter with Spillane uh, coming in to relieve. Um, yeah, I, I just he's a he's a he's a solid uh, linebacker, and I think he's he's a great addition to the team. I'm so glad that he's able to come back because you don't want to you don't want to be in a position where you're swapping out half of every single position. You know, you know, where where one of the inside linebackers is is a is a key guy, and the other guy is somebody who you know has to has to get up to speed. Um, so glad to see that he's back. Uh, I don't know about the draft. What do you feel about the draft, Paul? You think we still need another inside linebacker? Um, I think we do, but I don't think it's as urgent with Vince coming back. Um, I. I think Spillane is a serviceable backup. I don't feel good about him being the every week starter. Uh, so I would definitely choose Williams over him. 
but I think inevitably uh, we saw last year what happens without depth at the linebacker spot. So I wouldn't be so surprised true. if if there's a middle linebacker in there at some point. But it's not and as if, big of a, a crisis. And at that point, really, even if one doesn't present himself in the middle of the draft or even toward the end of the draft where you don't have a, a pick that you feel really solid about, I think there's enough serviceable inside linebacker guys who are out there um, where it might be some be able to pick up somebody on a one-year deal. Uh, like I said, there's just roster cuts all over the place, and uh, there's a lot of really solid inside linebackers who are just who are just around who definitely can contribute still. And uh, it may be easy enough to pick up one of those guys uh, rather than using a draft pick on another inside linebacker. Yeah, I think with the needs that we have right now. Um, it's not a red alert situation. Like we have to have uh, a linebacker in the draft. Like you said, there's, there's options to have a solid person in place there. You may not have, you may not have a superstar, but a solid person in that role. Well, another person that I think is kind of interesting for me when that's on our list to talk about here today is uh, the re-signing of Josh Dobbs, um, which I find I find strange. I would, you know, we need one. Uh, I, I just, I'm, I'm kind of, I don't, I'm unclear as to what, how that works for us. I don't know if it's, you know, he was okay. It's, right. it's a price point that was that was uh, good for the Steelers, but yeah, I, I'm a back. Strange bit for me. I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I apologize. We have a guest no, that's coming up in about an hour or so, and she had some questions about how our podcast worked. And we took care of it, and she's good. So we look forward to seeing her in a little bit. Uh, but in terms of Josh Dobbs, yeah, Josh Dobbs isn't your franchise quarterback. Uh, Josh Dobbs isn't going to be a humongous deal. Why I think this is kind of important, though, is I think it tells you that the Steelers aren't really looking for a quarterback in the draft. I'll tell you why. Yep. In the room now, you've got Big Ben, you've got Mason Rudolph, you got Dwayne Haskins, and then now you've got Josh Dobbs. These guys are signed. Now that doesn't guarantee they all. That have is a full players. room. That's right. a full room right there. Well, and if you think about, look at the NFL. I mean, you you could have forty quarterbacks in the roster, but typically what happens is you dress two, and then your third guy is on your taxi squad or practice squad. Now you can put more than two guys on your practice squad. Maybe the Steelers would do that if there's expanded practice squad, but. The fact that he got Dobbs makes me think that between Big Ben, and yeah, obviously Big Ben's going to be with the team this year, but between Big Ben, Mason, Dwayne Haskins, and Josh Dobbs, maybe one of those guys don't make the team. And, you know, we haven't had a chance to see Dwayne Haskins practice, but I think that puts a little bit of a fire under Dwayne Haskins' butt because if he doesn't produce, he may not be there. So, you know, if they didn't bring Dobbs back, that you would have to draft the quarterback to say, hey, you know, maybe we have to do that. But I, I think this is telling you, Pittsburgh's probably not going to get a quarterback in the draft unless somebody really falls even the first round or later in the draft. We're like, oh my gosh, like Kyle Trask is available in the fifth round. We need to draft him because he fell really far. But it doesn't, it, it takes away the, the focus to say, dang, we need to get 
a quarterback. Well, like it's currently in the running back room where you're like, crap, we need to draft a running back. <laughs> Got a lot uh, of empty seats in that running back room. Right. Well, it's the same thing about Vince Williams. I mean, I don't think – I have some issues with Vince Williams' game. I love the guy's leadership. The guy's fun. The guy's a tough Steelers linebacker. I appreciate that. Vince doesn't cover the running backs of Titans coming out of the flat as well. And honestly, NFL 2021, you almost got to be fast. Um, and, you know, last year when he played with Devin Bush, Devin Bush was fast. He covered that. But then when Devin Bush got hurt for the year, you had two slower guys in Williams and Spillane, and that's where things started to go haywire a little bit more in the defense. So I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back at a million dollars. Let's Vince Williams is a spectacular linebacker. Let's just say that. But I'd rather have Vince Williams because if we didn't have Vince Williams, now we're talking, man, do we go inside linebacker in the first round or second or third round? It just gives us a little bit more cushion there. Now, I'm hearing Vince Williams might want to be a coach in the year. So I think you only got one year of Vince Williams. So in essence, you're kicking the can down the curb. So next year at this time, we'll probably be like, hey, we need inside linebacker. Because now we don't have Vince Williams, as he probably will retire, from what people say. But I think this is good because, look, a couple weeks ago we were talking, and, man, we're like, dang, there's six different draft needs. We need more picks to do that. Now, we still have needs. Vince Williams is going to make us a 16-0 team, but we don't have as many needs as we had in the past. And Again, that's the thing with Josh Dobbs. Hey, if Josh Dobbs has to regularly play for the Steelers this year, it's not going to be a good season. I think Josh Dobbs, if nothing else, just tells you a message saying, hey, you know, we're not drafting Mac Jones in the first round or anything else. Now, I I think the only way they would make a change is if, like, let's say Justin Fields falls to 24. And that's not going to happen. Justin Fields probably will fall past 10 at the very worst. I don't think Mac Jones will either, but (laughs) (laughs) But, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see on that. I also think, just as we were talking about it here, and I was thinking a little bit more, like it's probably a decent idea to have just a little bit of extra quarterback insurance because, really, frankly, at any moment, Ben could go down. Right. Um, you know, we have him on, we have him back for, we've rented him for another year. Uh, but it, it really could just one, one rough play and we're back into his elbows and, and shoulders and, you know, bad back or a concussion or anything. Cause he still doesn't, uh, take care of himself that, that well. He's throwing his body around like he's a 25 year old. Uh, so it's probably also reasonable to carry another quarterback just for that extra level of insurance because of the way Ben plays. Right. But probably you're not going to more than three on your team. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Not, again, you might have. Well, you also team. never know when a Cleveland Brown is going to club your quarterback over yes. the head with a, with a helmet again. <laughs> Very true. Never so, know. Um, and we talked about James Conner. I mean, there wasn't much to talk about. Uh, did you guys mention him? Sorry, no. I was... we didn't mention him yet. No, we no. were just getting around to that. So part of the deal with having a extra empty running back room is that James Conner did sign to the Arizona Cardinals, uh, so he's gonna he is out of town, uh, which I think really only solidifies as we were talking about saying that the Browns that's just Browns. Who cares about the Browns? That uh, the Steelers don't aren't going to want to be looking for a quarterback this draft. I think they're extra committed now that Connor has signed elsewhere that they really do need to make a marquee uh, running back draft. 
Like they they yep. really yep. have to come away with a running back. They would also need to come away with a good lineman, but they absolutely need to make a splash with running backs. I saw a ridiculous stat. It was like eleven of the top hundred prospects in the draft are offensive tackle. So yeah, you you I, I wouldn't be horrifyingly disappointed if they go tackle first round. But me neither. I, I think there's tackles you could get in the third round. Yes. Honestly, I I like you know center running back tackle or running back center tackle as the mm-hmm. the draft order. And I, I mean you need it. And you know, like I was telling Paul before I had to take care of that thing. Offer big Al a minimum contract. Say, man, we wouldn't mind having you back in the room. And then that way, if we don't get guys, I mean, hey, I think the only thing that scares me is, man, we don't not only need to draft a running back, center, and tackle. We want to pick just guys that are worthy to start. I mean, you know, you you want guys that can come and start right away. And that that's where this could be a little bit tricky for a Steelers. So. I mean, if – if one of the top three running backs is available at 24 and we roll out a big fatty instead of one of those three, I, I might throw things. Um, but if those three guys are gone, then I'm okay with the, the lineman at 24. Yeah. And, and we'll see. I mean, well, I, well, looking at the teams that are up there, how many of them are going to choose a running back over some of the other things that are out there? I mean, yeah, because there's going to be several quarterbacks that are needed, especially at the top. Uh, and then there's a lot of good wide receivers. There's a lot of the, and those linemen that are out there. Uh, you know, I, there's a solid possibility that at least one of those three running backs are going to be available. Well, I, I think I think that's reasonable to expect that that'll happen. And I've heard a, a billion different opinions on that. Some people say, "Man, running backs haven't gone the first round." Period, and that is true. And I saw another podcast that kind of went team by team and said they're not going to pick a running back because of this. You never know. I mean, there's a lot of teams, Steelers included, that say, hey, we're going to pick the best guy available. And we're not going to just sit there and say, oh, we need a tight end, so we'll pick a tight end no matter what. They may pick the best guy. So we're not going to know. I'll be honest. Uh, We need to talk later about how we're going to handle our podcast on draft night and moving forward. But I'll tell you, however we're handling draft night, I'm going to be watching, freaked out to make sure that all three running backs aren't gone by 23. I don't think they will be. It's possible all three will be there at 23. I mean, 24 when you pick first. But you never know. I mean, the NFL's screwy. I mean, you can read mock drafts to your blue in the face, and some guy that's in the top 10 goes 25. And they're like, wow, how do you fall that far? Well, it's because mock drafters are different than the guys who are actually picking guys. And there'll be some guy that's in the 20s in the mock draft that goes to 9 or 10. And we're sitting there like, oh, did that team stretch? They may, they may not. So it's an exact science. I I think we could get some foreknowledge of what they're doing. I agree with Joe. That room is so desolate right now (laughs) at running back. I mean, they have to go running back. Benny Snell's in there. Hey, hey, where is everybody? Well, and I was reading, too, yeah, they could go veteran running back, like the old guy running back, like a Frank Gore, Adrian Peterson. I, I still want that to happen. I, you know, I want a marquee guy, and I want them to pick up one of those seasoned vets. Well, I was reading somewhere saying, okay, who is available? We're saying all three guys are gone. Like, we can't get a good running back. Yikes. You know, Harris is gone, 
And they said, like, Wayne Gallman, who I think played a little bit for the Giants last year, technically is a top-rated running back out there in terms of free agency. So, yeah, I don't want to stretch and reach for a guy, but we need. it would be nice to have either Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, or uh, Javante Williams out there. There are a couple of good guys. Michael Carter's been listed as a good name for North Carolina. The kid from Ohio State, Trey Sermon, and uh, Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State have been mentioned. I'm not sure if his last three can come in and be your bellwether guy. And, you know, Paul and I talked about this a lot early last year. I'm not crazy about one guy running it 30 times a game. But you know how the Steelers roll. They pick one guy, they run him until he's falling apart. So, all right. Well, again, thanks for your patience, guys, as I was dealing with the other issue. Anything else we need to talk about the Steelers before we head to our next thing? I don't think so. All right. Well, hey. Brief shows, um, they're going to get a little bit, well, a lot more in-depth as we get right after the draft, and we'll go back to brief shows, and obviously as the season goes moves closer, we'll have our four-hour weekly. Get back to that. Yeah, should be good. So, hey, thanks for checking out the Sewage Podcast. Listen to what you think. Thanks for dealing with our audio issues of last week, trying to jam too much in. But, hey, we're in better shape now. <laughs> Life's good. All right, have a good one. Talk to you guys later.